Hello, everybody. It is just Josh today. So basically, <laughs> I'm moving right now, and John is finishing up a semester at seminary. And so we have um, a lot going on and, and difficulty coordinating. We're going to come back in the next couple of weeks with a couple of footnotes and proof texts and then return to the catechism. But we're going to do some things in the meantime, introduce this other, I guess, concept um, that we can use to to still get you guys um, hopefully helpful theological, biblical encouragement and, and um, content, even when maybe we can't coordinate a regular podcast. And this is this is the first, um, I guess, iteration of that idea. And, and it's, it's something, at least now we're referring to as uh, catechized reflections, where John and I will um, read or share just uh, a short thought on a... a um, biblical or theological idea, a passage or something like that. Um, and so that's what today is. I hope you find this encouraging and helpful. Um, today's reflection is on hope and death. It's actually, um, I, I, I was asked and had the sad, I guess, privilege of speaking at my grandmother's funeral earlier this, earlier this year. And this is what I shared. And, and my parents found it helpful, at least, <laughs> and um, I'm hoping you will as well. And this is just my reflections on the hope uh, that Christians have uh, in death. So here we go. Many people facing times like these will seek comfort in the words, death is just a part of life. Death is natural. Not only is there no comfort in these words, but they are a lie. What comfort is there in a world portrayed by this sentiment? There, life is merely a pause in the vast emptiness that precedes and follows existence. Death comes for all, and because we share this terrifying and chaotic fate, it is somehow less terrifying. A world in which death is natural, in which it is fundamentally woven into existence, is a cold world void of comfort and hope. But that is not our world. Death, particularly human death, is the least natural thing known in our world. Indeed, it is unnatural. It is alien. It is a defect and a corrupt invader. In the beginning, man rebelled against his creator and chose death. This foreign interruption of the goodness of life was introduced to the good world. Death is a reminder of human rebellion, a constant reminder that we as a race chose to turn from God. And in rebellion, we call death normal. Like a stubborn child who indignantly declares to his mother that he likes going to bed early in order to pretend away the sting of his punishment, we have made ourselves believe that the chief consequence of sin has always been and ought to be. But why, then, does something so uh, natural wound us so greatly? We are unable to believe our own lie when we are confronted with death. When death threatens us or takes someone we love, we hate it as the alien destroyer that it is. And yet we seek comfort from that pain by telling ourselves that the death we hate belongs here. But it does not. It is because death is unnatural that we mourn its pain. Sadness may accompany death when it is believed to be just a part of life, but mourning is only fitting when death's true nature is known. We mourn death because it causes us pain that we were never meant to know, because it is a reminder of the disorder of the world first made good. We mourn death because its interruption is so unnatural that any response other than grief would be incomprehensible. But we do not mourn as those without hope. We have hope in the death of death itself. There is the death of death and the death of Christ. 
and because of that, our mourning can justly turn to joy. Paul, in his letter to the Romans, speaks of a creation groaning and longing for all things to be renewed. That renewal, the restoration of all things that the world longs for, is the defeat of that enemy death. Our hatred of death is the most honest and natural experience in life. Being created for life, we hate, along with our creator, the enemy of life. Paul, later in the same section of Romans, rejoices in the truth that death will one day be finally defeated and swallowed up in victory, its sting removed. All things being made new means the removal of that enemy that has no rightful place in what is natural. This is the hope of the Christian. And this is a true hope, not feigned comfort built on a lie, but true hope. Our hope does not look to death and pretend we don't mind it being around, because it doesn't belong here, and we do mind its persistence. The hope of the Christian is the determination to stand and look death head on and proclaim, you have lost. Death may take us, indeed it will take us, but it will not and it cannot hold forever those who are in Christ Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul comforts the church by damning death. Christ has defeated the enemy of death by returning from the death that had held all of its previous victims. Christ is the first back from the dead. All who are united to him by faith will follow in kind. Christ has risen and they will rise. And in the end, when all things are made new, after all the evil introduced into the world has been defeated, save death, Jesus will come. And when he comes, he will bring the life that kills death and defeat that last enemy, the one we pretend is natural, and restore the world to its truly natural state for the first time in its history. The pre-sin paradise which descended into chaos will be restored and improved, made into the kingdom of God full of life and utterly void of death. Hope of eternity, hope of the resurrection, hope at all, these things are not inventions of men and women formed by them to cope with the hardship of death. No, the real coping mechanism is not the belief of those who hope in Christ. It is the hope of those who do not. Every bone in our body, every instinct in our soul recognizes that death does not belong, that it ought not be. But we don't like letting God be God, and so we continue in our rebellion that brought death into this world. We create lies that comfort us when we believe them. Death is just a part of life. We would rather be comforted by a lie than trust and serve the God who created the world without death. Damn pride and hope not in the coping mechanism that calls death natural. This claim offers no truth and it grants no hope. Recognize instead the alien nature of death and hope in the truth that what has no place in life will one day be removed, its hold loosened and its power destroyed. Hope in the one who offers life to the dead, the conqueror of death, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who, following his victory over death, took his seat enthroned at the right hand of the Father. Look to him, who, as Psalm 110 tells us, will sit on his throne and reign until his enemies are made his footstool. And that day he will return, and in his defeat of that last enemy death, he will vindicate hope, the hope and faith that we have, our true and powerful hope. Thanks. We will see you in a couple weeks with some more footnotes and proof texts. Uh, catechize your kids and please reach out to us uh, if you uh, if you have any thoughts, questions, or, or things you'd like us to, to address or even reflect on in one of these episodes. We'll see you next week.